official. The Pelosi attack was a contrived incident and the Democratic Party's October surprise. Also, the DHS and social media companies have been coordinating to censor political opponents in violation of the First Amendment. And the socialist and WEF World Economic Forum acolyte, Luis Lula, was selected as the new president of Brazil on behalf of the Chinese Communist Party. I'll be talking about these stories and more coming up right now. So the first story up is um, from the Associated Press, which now just um, spits out propaganda mostly. So their headline is police, Pelosi suspect wanted to break speaker's knees. So apparently the uh, the suspect in this case, David DePap, who was well known in um, this on the street of San Francisco for being a nudist and a sort of leftist and uh, who was insane and, um, you know, dabbled in all sorts of uh, fringe things and fringe theories, but according to his girlfriend, is that he disappeared for a year and then re-emerged, as she says, even more crazy, um, saying he was Jesus. So this guy obviously has mental problems. But in any case, the left is going along with their narrative, and it still has holes in it, even though David DePap seems to have confessed to the crime, but there are a lot of weird things um, that uh, allowed him to be caught and allowed this narrative to unfold. So I am going to state right here, it is my speculation that he is a willing participant and it really all hinges on the severity of Paul Pelosi's injuries. So apparently he was hit with a hammer in view of police now, this is one I want to get to. So they go into, the DOJ has charged him, obviously, because he is the family member of a um, congressperson. So the AP reports, in a chilling federal complaint, officials say David DePap, 42, carrying zip ties, tape, and rope in a backpack, broke into the couple San Francisco home early Friday morning, went upstairs where 82-year-old Paul Pelosi was sleeping and woke him up and said he demanded to talk to Nancy. Now, if the guy was sleeping and you were in the house, apparently no alarms went off, there was no security there, no security personnel. Even though a security guard saw the guy approaching, uh, a security guard from another house saw the guy approaching from um, uh, to the Pelosi's house. Um, the house and its speaker herself were specifically targeted and was politically motivated. So that's all you have to know from the um, uh, Associated Press article. And then it goes on to basically stuff we already know that the guy was hit in the head, uh, Paul Pelosi was hit in the head uh, 
by a hammer, but I want to go to the Washington Post article next because they re reiterate some of the same stuff that this guy broke. It was his hammer. He broke into the rear of the Pelosi home and let himself in and went upstairs to wake Paul Pelosi. At some point during um, the encounter, which was um, amenable or amicable, I should say, is that he went and woke Paul Pelosi up, up, said he wanted to speak to Nancy, and said he would wait even though Nancy wasn't, and he was aware because Paul told him that he was, Nancy wasn't supposed to arrive back home for several days. So the, the guy was supposed to wait there for several days. So apparently this kidnapping, whatever situation, this home intrusion, um, at, at some point he allowed Paul Pelosi to go into the bathroom. I don't know when Paul Pelosi got his cell phone, but Paul Pelosi apparently went into the bathroom and closed the door and made a call to 911. Now, it was, the 911 call was very confusing. We don't know why, and we don't know if it was in the presence of DePap or what. But apparently, DePap knew he had made a 911 call and decided to wait there for police because that's what the founding fathers would have done or some bullshit like that. But the most interesting thing is it wasn't a third person that opened the door for police. It, apparently, it was Paul Pelosi. When the door to the home was open, the responding officer saw a strange situation. The elderly resident, assuming it's Paul Pelosi because now they're dispelling the fact that there was a third person there who was in his underwear, and we don't know if Paul pa uh, David DePap was in his underwear. That might have been falsely reported. The elderly resident opened the door, but he was sim simultaneously holding on to a hammer in DePap's hands. So during a struggle over the hammer that they went downstairs. So not only did David DePap allow Paul Pelosi to call 911 and said it was okay, they went to the door together to let the police in. Now, what kind of hostage situation is this? So they say, while DePap gripped Paul Pelosi's arm with his other hand, according to court papers. So they answered the door while struggling for a hammer. Now, Paul Pelosi is 82 years old, and this other guy is 42 years old. And Paul Pelosi's a tall guy, I understand that. But really, they're struggling over a hammer all the way down the stairs and he's allowed, why didn't he strike Paul Pelosi with a hammer as Paul Pelosi was trying to answer the door where the police were? Or why did he do, why didn't he strike Paul Pelosi after he called 911? Why did he wait for the police to arrive to strike him with a hammer? So officers told the men to drop the hammer, at which point DePap rested the tool free and struck Paul Pelosi with in the head, knocking him unconscious. Now, WTF, what the hell? Now, it's all, then it goes into all the other narrative. We wanna, I want to break Nancy Pelosi's kneecaps to, so he confessed to the crime and that it was politically motivated. What a bunch, this is completely contrived because my point is, is what kidnapper hostage situation would allow his hostage, and if he's threatening with a hammer, to A, go into a bathroom, so supposedly to relieve himself, and so when men relieve themselves, they just go pee. What, did he give them some privacy or what have you? 
this is just ridiculous. Why didn't he just sit there and watch over him and go, okay, go pee. I'm going to sit here with a hammer, so if you try to escape or call police, I'm going to hit you in the head. No, he didn't do that. He allowed Paul Pelosi to close the door and make a phone call, but he overheard the phone call, so he knew he made And instead of fleeing, he had some convoluted story about how he wanted to stay. And then he and Paul Pelosi apparently went downstairs at some point, whether it was before or after they went to the bathroom, and then went to the door together to let the police in. What the? (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't make any sense. So when things don't make any sense, when they don't add up, I point to the fact that this is contrived because it doesn't make any sense. Now, he went to, Paul Pelosi went to Zuckerberg Hospital, which also leaves some question of whether or not, are we going to be able to see this guy's medical records? I'm sure they're going to parade the guy out with a bandage around his head or whatever. Uh, It's very unlikely that um, if Paul Pelosi was knocked unconscious, how do we know that he wasn't faking? You know, we don't know any of that. We don't know how contrived this is. And we want to, Tucker Carlson apparently filed FOI to see the body camera footage, um, which the police department said, no way in hell are they releasing the body camera footage. So there you go. I say, I call bullshit because (laughs) there's no way. We're waiting for an October surprise and here it is. And they are going to milk, guaranteed, They are going to milk this shit, this incident, with as every day passes, new revelations will will come out, as we'll see, all the way up to the election, and that he's going to turn out that he was a Trump supporter or, you know, he's, you know, he's best friends with Ron DeSantis or or something, something, you know, we're going to, mark my word, this is going to be dribbled out every day until, for the next week, guaranteed. So another important story here from The Intercept, truth cops leaked documents outline DHS's, that's the Department of Homeland Security in the United States, plans to police disinformation. So we know when they disbanded the disinformation board that they were going to reconstitute it. And within several days, we knew through reporting that the DHS was reconstituting um, the disinformation board or agency or whatever that aspect of the Department of Homeland Security, which is supposed to go after terrorist threats or whatever, but now is focused strictly on the conservative movement, MAGA movement, Republicans in general, Republicans that aren't part of the Uniparty. So in this article by uh, Ken Klippenstein and Lee Fang, they basically report that um, the Department of Homeland Security and people in Twitter and on social other uh, other social media companies met regularly once a week with the Department of Homeland Security Disinformation Agency and um, discussed censoring uh, people, but specifically censoring MAGA. Anybody who doubts the narrative on um, a certain illness or a certain medical treatment or a certain uh, political process uh, where people were elected or selected or what have you, all this stuff is being policed by the government and private companies. That's fascism. This meeting here, fascist, okay? When the when private corporate, it's corporate fascism, when private corporate entities meet a, and conspire with the federal government, that's fascism. 
So it's not friggin' MAGA isn't, Donald Trump isn't fascist, this is fascist, okay? And this is under the Biden administration. So not only that, but the powers of the state are being used to silence political opposition. That's authoritarian. That's authoritarian fascism. Not only that, but the FBI and the agents, the police agencies of the federal government and the DOJ are also involved. So why, certainly why couldn't they be involved in a fake attack or a fake shooting or a fake shooting or a contrived shooting or what have you? So um, they go on to say, uh, in March, the meeting, uh, Laura Demlau, uh, FBI official, warned that the threat of subversive information on social media could undermine support for U.S. government. Demlau, according to the notes of the discussion, attended uh, senior executives from Twitter and J.P. Morgan Chase. A bank. Oh, Stress that we need media infrastructure that is held accountable. It's not held accountable. You're silencing... American citizens' speech online. Obviously, it's on a platform. So the platform, whether it's Twitter or Parler or what have you, and we saw what happened to Parler, this is just ridiculous. So was the government involved in Amazon shutting down Parler servers? I imagine they were. So the article goes on to say, this is also a formalized process for government officials to directly flag content on Facebook or Instagram and requests that it be throttled or suppressed through a special Facebook portal that requires a government or law enforcement email to use. At the time of writing, the content request system at Facebook is still live, DHS and Meta. The parent company of Facebook did not respond for a request to comment. The Department of Homeland Security's mission is to fight disinformation, stemming from concerns around Russian influence. I mean, the funny thing about the whole Russian false, uh, the whole Russian hoax, um, the Russian collusion hoax, was they got to demonize Trump and Russia at the same time, which is just ridiculous. China is much more of an adversary to the United States and to freedom in general um, than Russia ever could be. So, speaking of uh, the Chinese and the communists. Uh, this is from America's Quarterly. World Economic Forum are, honors Lula. So this is back from 2010 when Brazilia, when Brazil's president was Luiz Lula da Silva, was honored this morning at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland with the uh, forum's first ever Global Statesman Award given to a communist. Well, he's really a socialist. The, demo, uh, the president was absent from the ceremony after he canceled his European trip due to a blood pressure spike that left him hospitalized early in the week. Just ridiculous. So I just wanted to say that the World Economic Forum honored Lula with the first ever Global Statesman Award. Who's He's a socialist. And he's an acolyte of the World Economic Forum because they're on his website. Uh, formal, <laughs> former metal workers union leader... 1975 elected president of the Wor- Wor- Workers' Trade Union. So he's a unionist, Workers' Party, 1992, and he was elected president, so on and so forth. So if you, if you doubt that he's a socialist or a communist, don't take my word for it, or even Fox's. This is from the Jacobin Magazine. Lula, the socialism that will be defined by the people. Now, this is a speech uh, they translated for the Jacobin magazine. And um, 
1981, Lula da Silva spoke to the first Brazilian Workers' Party convention about his country's path to democratic socialism. And so they translate the speech, and this was published on the 18th of this month. So this is from Fox. Uh, this is from the 4th of this month. Who is Brazil's socialist ex-con pre- uh, candidate for president? Lula served time in jail for corruption before being released on a technicality. Despite Brazil's pollsters largely predicting a first-round victory for the former president, Luiz Lula da Silva, incumbent president Jair Bolsonaro fared much better than expected forces and left his opponent into a runoff election at the end of the month, with, with which we did just hand. So he's a corrupt socialist, as many socialists are corrupt. Um, if that's the kind of part, if that's kind of system you want for government, more power to you. So we're going to end it up here with a couple other um, unrelated stories. Bloomberg pump prices are rising in U.S. as big oil profits soar. Of course, this is from Bloomberg. Um, it's regardless; it's inflation. It's part of inflation, and this is written by some Chinese guy. Uh, uh, from yesterday, uh, U.S. gases rose for the first time in 16 days, potentially posing a political challenge for the Biden administration ahead of the elections. And then they refer to big oil's profits. Okay. Um, but they don't have to worry too much because now they have this uh, attack on Pelosi that um, they can milk for the rest. And they try to tie it to uh, right-wing extremism, which uh, really doesn't exist. And, and we'll exp- I'll explain that. I didn't get a chance to post the <laughs> the um, political spectrum video because I'm doing the voiceover. It's taken forever. So, uh, And from Newsweek, Republicans are gaining ground in unexpected places. Within a week to go to the midterms, a number of Republican candidates are gaining ground in states which heavily lean Democrat. And this is uh, was posted uh, today, this morning. While still essentially a toss-up and who will end controlling the House, like I said, there's going to be some fortification. There's going to be some vote rigging. So don't get too excited. So you have to go out and vote, vote Republican, um, as if your life depends on it. Because I'm telling you, if inflation isn't controlled within the next few months, once we get into January with 8% inflation, it's that's when the 8% inflation started last January. Um, we're going to have compound inflation. So 8% compounded by another 8%. And then people are going to go, whoa, what the hell? And it's going to be too late if you voted for Democrats uh, because they won't be able to do anything because the only way we're going to get it under control is to cut spending drastically, drastically. And that's not going to happen with the war in Ukraine and all this other stuff. So we need MAGA in there not only to stop the war in Ukraine, but to rein in spending and to get people back to work with real jobs. Not, you know, they say unemployment is so low. Well, it's, you know, it's not that low. Because a lot of people just left the workforce. So we have to get Republicans in there. We'll see you tomorrow on News Revelation. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Better Minds. The New World Order. And don't forget to stay tuned for later this afternoon. We're going to have Tuesdays with Perry. And I am going to get up the political spectrum video where you can figure out where you are in the political spectrum. Uh, where you where you sit on government spending, which is the cause of inflation, despite what all these other pundits say, that's the cause. 
and where you are on the authoritarian access, the social access, how many laws you want to govern your life. You want a lot of laws and regulations to govern your life and business? Or do you want fewer laws? Do you want less laws governing the use, let's say, of marijuana? Or nonviolent crime? You want more laws? I want less, I'm a libertarian, I want less laws. And I want, I want a resurgence of, of morality. You police yourself. Be a good person. Stick around. Later we'll have Tuesdays with Perry. See ya.